Co-host Buddy. And today we're going to talk a little bit about pizza. But before we do that, Buddy, I want to show the folks at home what it is we do on this podcast. Well, it's pretty simple. On this podcast, we like to talk about food from bread to sodas to the fanciest steaks and the cheapest burgers. This is some derps talk about food. Today we're talking about the holy grail pizza. All right. Now, to give us a little background, both of us are from New Jersey, and we would be in that, like, kind of New York pizza radius, right? Yeah, yeah. What, what you might call real pizza. Yes, what you might call real pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I feel a little bit bad doing this, because it kind of feels like we should have, like, the one token, like, Chicago person on here who's like, no, no, guys, no, no. And then we just talk over them, like, the whole time. <laughs> just, like, the whole time. Just be like, well, listen, if I wanted to eat, a, like, a dumpster of raw vegetables and call that pizza, is that pizza? Who knows? Like, Yeah. But, uh, yes, just so everybody at home can note, we are both children of the New York style. We're both from northern New Jersey, variously. Um, my hot take is that I think there's better pizza in northern New Jersey, um, or at least comparable pizza for cheaper since you're not paying the city premium. Um, but, uh, you know, there are various of those types of pizza, and we will get into it. And I will say that um, – in kind of the uh, phraseology of, uh, I believe it was Omar Qureshi, who we went to college with, uh, was, uh, um, at worst, pizza is crackers with ketchup, um, and even that's pretty good sometimes. So, like, you know, it's very hard to make a truly abominable pizza, in, in, in my humble opinion. Like, an inedible uh, opinion. You or know, an okay. Pizza. I guess I I agree with that in like a certain sense, but boy, do I taste the difference between what I think of as like good pizza and what I think of as like bad pizza. Oh, oh, for for sure, for sure. I just, I just think that the the floor on pizza is uh is a little bit higher than with some foods, right? Like you, I've I have had some very bad yeah, like yeah, okay, chicken or fair. something, right? So mm-hmm. yeah. All right. So where do you want to? Where should we like start? What is uh um so. Um, maybe we, like, so I know that you and I have the same philosophy on this, but, but something that, um, I have seen, uh, in various places, like you have like different places claim to have like one pizza awards for like pizzas with like absurd toppings, right? Like, you know, I think there was like at some point, again, when we were in college, some finished place got an award for best pizza because it had like reindeer on it or something. And to me, that kind of like misses the point, right? T- to me, I always evaluate a pizzeria on the quality of its uh of its cheese pizza plain right. if you're from if you're from the uh the the tri-state or the new york tri-state area um but uh i know you i know you feel the same way you, you have anything you, you want to add on to that yeah i mean i i kind of essentially think pizza is like four different categories of food in a way some of which i will claim to be i will say is more pizza than others right like there's the very standard pizzeria pizza which is which we would call like New York style, very straightforward slices of a pie pizza, right? Then I think that there is the course, kind of like artisanal pizza. This is like brick oven stuff, thin crusts with like 
fancy high-level toppings like truffle oil, whatever, or like, you know, that, you know, like that sort of thing. They're sort of like novelty pizza in a way. Novelty pizza being things like uh, Hawaiian pizza or just like pizza that is like not built around the kind of like core structure of, you know, crust, cheese, tomato sauce, right? Um, in its more extreme sense, you might say that, like, a novelty pizza would be, like, a cookie or something, right? Like, any of those, like, weird dessert pizzas that kind of are, like, crepes in a way. Um, but, like, in its very mundane sense, I think that there are novelty pizzas that look very similar to kind of, like, straight. Like, you know, people have had white pizza before, like, barbecue chicken pizza, without that being super, super, like, weird or out there. And then the fifth, the fourth category, I'd say, is the deep dish stuff, which I sort of think more is more... Like, it's kind of like pot pie or like, you know, uh, like lasagna than it is like pizza. I feel like those are, I don't think of that when I think of pizza. And I know that there are people who like do, but yeah, like that resembles more, I don't know. Lasagna is really the best way that I can think about it, I guess. See, um, those, do you agree with my, my, my taxonomy? So I've got a couple issues. Like, I'm going to start with like, I think that the, like the world of kind of like like circles outside of New York City pizza are a little bit bigger than that, right? Like they're like I, I like I will agree with you that like the wood fired and like I think like Neapol like yeah, like like true Neapolitan pizza also falls into this kind of category are fairly akin to New York pizza, but like you've also got like um Detroit style pizza and like which which is also kind of in like the granny pie family. Um there's also like the, you know like the Sicilian style pizza, which is kind of like the the Detroit style pizza. Um, there are various essentially other regional variations. I think like you know you can you can start to get out to like focaccia, right? Like in, in like where where you kind of start falling off the you know, <coughs> baked bread with toppings goes into like a different category than pizza. But I think there's like it, it's like a sliding scale taxonomy and like you know yeah. Yeah, I, and I don't think that, like, I don't know, maybe it is more of, like, a spectrum than it is, like, a clear kind of, like, categories. Like, I actually do think, I mean, I think of white pizza as fundamentally, like, different than sort of that, new, like, I do, I think the the root of pizza in that New York sense is, right, crust, mozzarella, tomato sauce, right? And so, when you remove tomato sauce, you get out of that category a little bit. But there is, but, like, a plain white pizza is very, very similar compared to, like, those weird dessert pieces that I was, like, talking about or whatever, where so, you do it on, like, a pie crust and it has, like, chocolate or whatever. So, so I will I will agree with you on that, but I do kind of want to explore this this a little bit. Let's, so, order, like, let, let's just say that, like, you know, uh, cheese pie is, like, the most kind of standard. Order these out, like, uh, uh, you know, getting away. White pizza... Hawaiian pizza, uh, barbecue chicken pizza. Like, because huh. I've I've got a pretty clear order in my head. Um, I'll, I'll 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 go over that while I uh, while to give you a little bit of time to think. But I think that it goes. I think it goes Hawaiian white barbecue chicken, um, in like you know radiating out from classic pizza because the Hawaiian pizza is built on that classic base, and yeah. you know. And while the, it just has like very radical toppings, and so I don't think those toppings are that radical anymore, right? Like th- this is this is a thing where where we, we can get into it, I guess. But the 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 ham and pineapple are like 
relatively standard toppings at this point in time, right? At some point in time, they weren't. But I think in the modern age, like, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like Hawaiian is like a very standard pie. No, um, I mean, I, so I, I do kind of agree in that sort of like, it has permeated the culture sense. Um, and that's, that's like a fair, I think that's fair. Uh, but I also like just kind of in a way don't want it to be true, I guess. Um, that's fair. So I really so, have no, I have, I have like nothing. And it's funny so, because like, I will accept that sort of a thing. Like I've had, um, I've had, it's like an orchard. Uh, I've had like orchard pizza at like these fancy places, right. Where it'll be like very artisanal thin crust or whatever. And they have like pear and apple slices on top. And it's great. And that feels like normal because it's in that kind of like artisanal context. Right. right. No, I see but what when you're I'm like ordering a bunch of pizzas so that me and the guys can play fucking like commander or whatever till three in the morning, I don't know. It's just there's something weird about uh, the Hawaiian pizza. Maybe it's just like. So, so I think we're dancing around like the core issue, which is probably what everybody wants to hear anyway. What do you think about pineapple on pizza? See, I don't. I I don't like pineapple on pizza. Actually, okay, that's not true. I I guess it's. Oh, this is so hard. <laughs> I don't ever want to eat it. I will never in my life be like, we're ordering pizzas. What kind of pizza do you want? Right? I know what I like when it comes to pizzas. I have my favorite kinds or whatever. Never in, in the realm of existence will I say, listen, we need to get a, a fucking Hawaiian pizza. <laughs> like, put Get that pineapple on that fucking pizza, right? But if we're there, and there are, you know, and there it's and it's it's edible, I guess. And in the mid, and also I want to say like in the mid tier of edible too. Like there are some pizzas that I will avoid just because I don't like. Like I don't like olives, for instance. So I can never do a pizza with black olives. Like it just ruins that. But that's not a function of pizza. That's just a function of my dis- personal distaste for olive. I have no personal distaste for pineapple or ham or whatever, right? Um, and so I will eat a piece, a slice of Hawaiian before I eat a slice of olive. Does that make sense? It, it does. Um, I personally love pineapple on pizza. In fact, I think I like... Really? That's so weird considering how much of like a pizza traditionalist. I mean, both of us are. Yeah. So um, I think I think I like prefer just straight pineapple over, over Hawaiian too. And I think this is just like, again, like you were talking about like personal taste. I really like salty, sweet kind of uh, foods. Um, like like a chocolate covered pretzel or whatever, um, and so like I think that that's more motivated just kind of by my personal taste. But um, to kind of your point, right? Like if I'm ordering for a group, I'm never putting a Hawaiian up there, right? Like um, uh, like in terms of like <laughs> like this is kind of why like um, have you ever seen kind of like the uh, like they're almost like the alignment charts for like uh, for food, right? Like mm-hmm. you know like uh, ingredients purist versus like structure purist. I feel like yeah. white and Hawaiian kind of occupy like two like mirror flipped squares on them, right? Because like Hawaiian is just like an odd topping, whereas white is like you know similar fundamentally, but has like but like messes with that base formulation so much. Yeah. Um, so I, I I definitely get where you're coming from with like. Hawaiian kind. Well, so what is what is a normal pizza like? What is the pizza that mango? Or maybe maybe perhaps more accurately. Okay, you're at you're at you've you've invited a bunch of people over, fifteen whatever. You're gonna order four pies. What are on each of those pies? If it's entirely up to you. If it's entirely up to me, um, 
Well, first of all, and I, I think we should get this other way because I know you agree with me on this. Is there's no pepperoni ever? I hate pepper, ever. pepperoni. Ever. We will come back to this. I'm putting a pin in this. Okay. Because I ha- we have to talk about why this is a very controversial opinion. But like, I think once people hear us out, they will be, if not convinced, right? They will be more uh, uh, understanding yeah. of the bombacity of that of that claim. Uh, so yeah. Um, so first, at least one plain cheese pie um second my like my meat pie is definitely sausage like maybe i'll throw something else on there um if i if like you know i sense that that's the thing but like in terms of just like a, a straight like my my when i go home to new jersey like the the pie that we get as a family is usually half sausage half cheese um so those are like my like my, my two fundamentals um, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that because I always – I typically want uh, like one or two pies of cheese just as like a very baseline. Everybody's going to eat a fucking slice of cheese pizza, right? And then yeah. you have your toppings pizzas. Typically I do one of them which is like veggie and then another one that is like meat. But like I don't, I don't like – do you like double meat toppings? I almost always go for like meat plus a veggie, right? Like I'd love to do yeah. – I like to do sausage – and artichoke hearts, which is a little fancy, but like sausage and peppers or like sausage and onions or something over like sausage bacon. Yeah, I, I, I definitely see that. I also think that like meat toppings, like things that aren't sausage, like, you know, they're like the they're the traditional meats are pepperoni and sausage. And, you know, we've gone over that. We don't like pepperoni, even though we're going to go into it more later. But everything past it, like bacon, ground beef, um, it's like okay, but not a thing. Like meatball, maybe. Like I think that chicken, as like a as a, as like a normal pizza topping, I'm like I am not a fan of of chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, but that I like being, chicken in novelty pizzas. Actually. Yeah, I was. Like, I, s- like, I like barbecue chicken pizza just fine. Actually, one of my favorite pizzas that uh, um, that I can get in that sort of vein is like a like a pesto chicken pizza. Oh, I'll go nuts for that. Yeah, I, I was gonna say like in in this kind of four pies experiment, like the last one as a wild card is probably for me gonna be like I prefer buffalo chicken, but uh, you know like one of either one of barbecue barbecue or buffalo chicken I think is makes a good a good fourth novelty pie, um, just because like it's it's something a little bit different, a little bit fancy, but it's also like not so far out there that people won't eat it right. Like enough people like it. it it's like I feel like you know if we do this episode again in fifty years. The buffalo chicken or the barbecue chicken pizza will be, like, the Hawaiian pizza of today, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I see a lot of, like, barbecue chicken, buffalo chicken um, pizzas, and I think that that's very, like, normal. My, my veggie pick is almost always sausage – or, I'm sorry, uh, onions and peppers. That's, like, basically my default pizza right now just because uh, the – Well, your wife's a vegetarian, right? Yeah, just because Rachel is vegetarian. Um, but like my, my top level pizza has always been, uh, sausage and artichoke. I just think artichoke, artichoke is not common. It's like mid-level common where you'll find it maybe like 50% of the time. Um, but like you, you'll be able to get onions and bell peppers a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. There's actually a, a chain in, it's like a local chain in Boston called artichoke pizza that has oh, really? a decent quality pie. It's a little bit, it's, it's like, um. It's like one of those. It's a, if I remember correctly, I haven't had it in a while, but uh, it's a little bit of a thicker slice. Um, but uh, it's uh, you know, it's it's tasty. So you know, I I, uh, I def- I'm definitely with you on kind of like artichoke as being like a. I'm gonna call it like like 
uh, uncommon tier, right? Like, if we're going, like, yeah, common yeah. toppings, uncommon. I would call it, like, rare. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, some of the kind of crazier stuff. Like, I was like, like, truffle crap or whatever, right? Like, that's definitely sort of in that, like, extra, like, rare level. But um, it is not just going to be in every pizzeria in town. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so how do you feel about how do you feel about like chains? By the way, like do you have do you care for any of the Pizza Hut, Domino's, Papa John's level? Um, like th- this this is like very full level. Like you know, it's hard to make a pizza that's inedible type of stuff, right? Like uh-huh. if I go to like a thing and that's the free pizza, I'll eat it. But like I rarely, if ever, order it for myself unless it's like some sort of discount or promotion going on or something like that. Um, especially if I'm, if I'm in reach of good pizza, right? Like I've got in where I am right now, there is a very decent New York style pizzeria right around the corner. Um, and at that point I'm always choosing that. Um, uh, like I said, unless there's like some sort of weird, just dis- deep discount from like Domino's or something. Um, I don't, because I'm still kind of averse to it. I don't have a strong ranking for the chains do, do what's your opinion on, on my, my base opinion for the chain so uh, this might be a little controversial my base opinion for the chains actually is that like kind of a by volume basis i'm willing to entertain the idea in kind of the same way that i'm like willing to entertain like i don't know just like the it is it is that it is so cheap that it is quote unquote right. good. So in like sense. Domino standard is like I think you can get like three pies for seven dollars a piece, which you're not going to get for a New York style pie. Yeah, so like that is it. like rock bottom. So if you're if your whole goal is sort of volume and quality is completely thrown out the window, um, I think it's fair to 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 sort of get those. But I think if you ever factor quality into your like purchasing equation automatically all of the chains fall off because the quality is so low that I would just much rather pay the premium to get a good, like I would much rather get one good pizza than to get like the three pies or whatever. Um, but, but does, but does that like, so it sounds like you're suggesting that like that goes to infinity. Like what, what's like, is, is there a number of pies that like, you know, like, you know, if I could get X number of chain pies uh, versus one good New York style pie, is there is there a value for X that, that there that... would probably be in my head? To be honest, to like undo the math here, in my head there's kind of a coefficient on the equation which represents quality, right? And you might say that like your favorite pizza place is like one, and a mid level pizza place is like, you know, seven or something like point seven. Um, and then, and essentially what I'm saying is that any of these places have a quality coefficient of, like, 0.01 or whatever. Something that would just completely tank the value if you ever factor quality in, right? If you ever say, you know, I'm, I want to get Domino, or I want to get some pizza, and it's got to be at least a little bit good. You can't order from, like, a fast food place. But if you want to order pizza and all you care about is just getting a lot of food to put in bellies, you don't give a shit what the quality of that food is. I think it's, like, fair. Um, I do think that there would be a break-even point. It just wouldn't – it just doesn't exist in, like, reality. It would be, like, 20 pies to one or something. Okay. Like do you know what I mean? Do you, do you have a stack <laughs> ranking for the, the chains? Uh, mm, I do a little bit. Uh, I think Pizza Hut is the worst of them um and uh and i don't like papa john's so it would be domino's papa john's pizza hut 
Probably. Okay. Oh, and Little Caesars, I guess, is also canceled and would probably be on top. But, like I said, that's, like, very, very sketchy because I don't eat these things a lot. Um, and yeah. so, you know, I honestly can't even really remember the last time I had, like, any of these pies. I don't think so. I've ever actually had Little Caesars. Like, the only one I've ever seen were, like, inside of Kmart, and I don't think Kmarts exist anymore, or at least not. There's actually quite a lot of Little Caesars in California. Uh, so the reason that I had it was – but because I was doing stuff here. I don't think I actually ever had it on the East Coast. Um, so, uh, uh, all right. So, um, how do you feel about, like, the mid-tier levels, right? Like, uh, like the one that comes to mind for me is, like, California Pizza Kitchen. Um, oh, yeah. It- so, I actually like California Pizza Qu- Kitchen quite a bit. Um, and I almost sort of place it more in that artisanal ranking than in, like, a straightforward ranking. Um it's really? kind of like okay. a, the low end of artisanal pizza rather than anywhere in like the the regular New York sort of pizza ranking to me because uh, a lot of the times they do have very like unique pizzas that are uh, just made with like different ingredients like that's where I, like I, I'm much more willing to experiment in that kind of a context Um and it's just sort of like a whole nother category for me. That's what I think of like California Pizza Kitchen. Also, sort of the I, – I don't like the personal pan pe- like pizza places like Z Pizza, Blaze Pizza or whatever. Um, but uh, but they also sort of like – they are on the low end of that. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, no. That, that, that makes sense. Um, like if – like would, would, you, would you ever like choose to do that? Like because I feel like California Pizza Kitchen is only a thing I did when other people wanted to do it. I, I don't think I'd ever – actively make the seek out a uh, California pizza kitchen. Oh yeah, no, I definitely do all the time. Um not in a uh sort of super common sense, but in the same way that I would like go after you know, um I'm trying to think what are like what are, what are they this is called a thing. It's kind of like Chipotle, right? What's that? A fast thing? casual Fast casual. In the same way that I would look at any other sort of fast casual place, I essentially look at the low-level sorts of pizzas. And in any way that I look at kind of like a mid-level sort of like chain restaurant, right? Like above the the level of like Red Lobster or like Chili's or something. But like, you know, Eureka Burger or something like that, right? Um, That's basically around where I keep California Pizza Kitchen. And there are definitely times when, sure, California Pizza Kitchen hits the spot and that's where I want to go. Okay. See, I I feel like I would like if I'm if I'm going out to get cat fast casual food, I would just never choose California Pizza Kitchen. But that's kind of like a I don't know. It it like it, I know it's like a weird like different axis. But like I just like I would go to like a Panera before I went to a California Pizza Kitchen. Really? Uh, what? Why? I just I mean like I just. Don't think it's good enough on like that artisanal scale to be worth the the trip, and like also like not good enough on like the New York scale to 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 be worth it. So and this isn't like a like I, I just it's just not a thing I would ever seek out. Um, I feel like I get I guess if I were seeking out pizza, then I don't think CBK would scratch that itch, um, and it wouldn't scratch the artisanal itch for me either. So. Um, interesting okay yeah. yeah fair enough um so uh let's um actually 
uh, let, you, let's let's talk a little bit about toppings, I guess, right? Like, I think this is where okay. we should do the, uh, the 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 pepperoni uh, talk. What, All right, what let's talk about the juggernaut. This is the big one, guys. I hate to break it to you, pepperoni is bad. Don't put it on your pizzas. It's bad. It's not your fault. You've been conditioned by society to put pepperoni on pizzas because it's just the expected thing. But they're taking advantage of you with shit ingredients. It's bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I, I just, like, don't think at some level there is, like, a really high-quality pepperoni, like, that exists, right? Like, I think that, like, you could probably get, like, a decent salami of some sort, right, and put it mm. on the and put it on the pizza, and I'd be okay with that. But, like, pepperoni just never makes it there. It's always, like, super greasy. It's always, like, Either like tastes like nothing or like way too pungent and overpowers the rest of the pie. At which point, who, who oh, cares? Okay, okay, so this might be a difference between us. Is there such thing in in the vast multiverse of possibility as good pepperoni on pizza? So, I because it sounds like you're saying no to that. Yeah, I, I mean, I have never. I so I, I'm going to say there is no such thing as good pepperoni on pizza. But this is contingent on the fact that I don't think I've ever had good pepperoni right like i don't like i feel like any any cured meat that i've had that is of acceptable quality has escaped the pepperoni vortex as it were it's like some other form of hard salami no so i do i actually so i i agree with that i think i have had good pepperoni it was just called like chorizo or something do you know what i mean i think when pepperoni gets too good they label it out of being pepperoni because like the expectation for pepperoni kind of like in a cultural context sense is so be- is so low right um and th- and so like yes I- so i would say yes to that question right like yeah i think good pepperoni does exist in the universe right in the multiverse of possibilities it is like purely a problem of kind of like economy and sort of like label if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, this is this that, is a classification difference rather than yeah, like yeah. a like so for so here's here's the core fundamentals of how pepperoni pizza got bad. It got ubiquitous, right? And the moment that the thing becomes like assumed and taken for granted, I think that is the moment that people realize that they could just tank the quality of it and people would continue to order pepperoni. And that cycle just played out over and over and over again, right? Like some pizza th- th- this isn't to imply any any malice on anyone's part, right? But the thing is is that like if you're a pizza pizzeria owner, right, and you're looking at your inventory and you need to shave a few bucks, well, what can you shave your you can you can switch your distributor on or whatever, get a little bit lower quality on, and people will still order the exact same amount of the thing. I think the answer is pepperoni. I think if you have bad sausage, people don't don't put it on their pizza. I think if you have you know bad onions, people don't put that on their pizza. But I think people put pepperoni on their pizza just as a matter of kind of like social contract understanding with one another right like we all understand that one of the the basic forms of pizza is the pepperoni pizza so we are going to order pepperoni pizzas with our pizza order very commonly right and i think so and so i don't think that it's like it's no one's fault there's no there's nobody to blame here except for just kind of like the interlocking systems of the our human society that have plunged the quality of pepperoni into the dumpster. Yeah, That's my no, thing on pepperoni. Yeah, I so I I think I generally agree with you, right? Like if like you're ordering like if 
a set of like 50 pies for an event, right? Like, um, then I assume most people would order a couple of pepperoni in there. You or I might not because we're, you know, we're like, uh, you know, those weird people that in other contexts you'd make fun of. But, but like uh, if Karen is ordering pizza, pizza. for like little yeah. Billy's, you know, uh, little Billy's birthday, birthday party, party she's yeah. going to order a bunch of pepperoni pizzas. It's just yeah. going to be there because like that's normal. Yeah, and, and like you said, it, this is this is part of part of you know uh, the societal construct, and and as uh, Arthur Fleck likes to say, uh, if you order pepperoni, uh, you get what you deserve, um, which is <laughs> <laughs> which is bad pizza. Um, but yeah, um, so that that's that their spiel on uh, pepperoni, and we've we've gone over the the, the pineapple and the Hawaiian question. Um, Let's uh, like do, do you have what, feel- what, yeah. What are some other topics that you want to uh, like highlight? Okay, so um, I think in this kind of artisanal branch, right? Like I think there's like a lot of fruitful area here. I've had like there's a a very good wood fired uh, like gastropub near me, and uh, something I've seen at a couple of these places is, is like as you were saying, like orchard pies, but it's always almost with like a balsamic reduction and some sort of oh, like yeah yeah yeah. yeah. yeah and uh, in that like- sense, it's almost like a salad. Yeah, yeah. It's also got like the like a, either like a goat cheese or a blue cheese on it, which is also like, like the it's 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 like taking one of those like Mediterranean salads and like putting it on a, putting it on a a flatbread or whatever. Um, uh, so I I think those can make for like really tasty, uh, tasty pies, even though they're a little bit exotic. Um, so this is the thing I want to put to you: How do you feel about pasta on pizza? Oh, see, I so I like pasta on pizza, but I do think it's like a novelty thing. Okay. Uh, one of my favorite kinds of pizza is like ziti, like baked ziti pizza. Ah, oh, killing it! I love that. But it, at that point, you are on. It's it's actually less of a novelty pizza, and I would probably classify it as a deep dish in a way because it is like so. It's just there's so much going on in that one like singular sort of slice that it effectively behaves as lasagna. It's just like lasagna with a crust, basically. Um, but what to? In most situations, I have had select in like individual situations. I think where the pasta itself could be considered a topping. Maybe um, I'm spe- I'm thinking specifically of that pesto chicken pizza that I was talking about because it also had gnocchi on it. But um, uh, but I think th- those are rare. Like in general, if you are going to add pasta to a pizza, you're just like piling more carbs on there. Right, like you're gonna add more other like cheese and other stuff to sort of like make up for it, and at that point you're getting into deep dish territory. Okay, I think I'm gonna disagree with you on the deep dish designation. That's good. Like I have had pretty good deep dish pizza, and like the the defining quality there, I think, is that like there's just like a ton of sauce, right? Like it's like as 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 John Stewart once said, like it's it's tomato casserole at some level, um, and. Uh, and so I, 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 but that's more like a semantic difference. I'm not a fan of pasta on pizza just because I feel like it's just adding more carb onto the pizza, which I don't think it really needs. Like I'd much rather have like a chicken pesto pizza without pasta on it, right? I just rather have like you know a pesto base and chicken on it. Um, oh, see, uh, the interesting thing is that uh, so I do agree with the with the with like the tomato casserole thing. Um, I just think that you could do it either with tomatoes or with cheese. And in the and in the the ZD pizza example, you're doing it with cheese. Okay. See, um, the, th- this is the other thing is that like big ZD, right? Like the, the part of the defining character there, I assume, is r- r- ricotta, right? Like a good, um, and like once you get to like 
that like once you start adding ricotta, like it it feels like you're veering quickly into calzone territory. Um, and- oh my god! Holy shit! I didn't even think about that, but that's actually kind of fair. Like, at what point is it deep dish? At what point is it like open faced calzone? Calzone? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> I think we've just uncovered our fifth category, which is calzones. <laughs> <laughs> and I I love calzones, right? They're like I also I, love calzones. Uh, I but I, you know I also I like ricotta a lot, and I think ricotta and mozzarella uh, mix really well. Like a pasta that I will make, not all the time, but like fairly commonly, it'll be like ricotta mozzarella. It'll be like a like a four cheese, but the kind of base of it is like ricotta mozzarella, right? Yeah, Parmesan, makes sense. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and so I think that they mix very well, uh, and I don't have uh, I don't have any trouble with uh, like a baked ziti pizza adding in a bunch of ricotta but yeah that's actually kind of fair in a certain sense it almost sort of occupies that space between calzones and deep dish um because it is not very sauce heavy uh, yeah i never think of those sorts of pizzas um uh so what how, how do you feel about mushrooms as a topping uh see i just don't like mushrooms in general okay. um and honestly it's like weird and psychosomatic uh i will be eating things like this happens a lot of time with like chinese food right like i'll be eating like fried rice and I'll be having a great time, be like, oh, this fried rice is so good. And then I should be like, oh, my God, is there, are there mushrooms in this? And I will just, like, immediately be like, bleh, this is gross. Um, so I just don't like mushrooms in general uh, in anything. So I am not a mushroom guy for pizza. Okay. So you said you don't like olives and you don't like mushrooms. Is this, like, like do you, do you just, like, reject combo pie out, out outright? Yeah, and I also just think that too too many toppings kills uh, regular pizza. I think I think lots of toppings, um, like those orchard sorts of like arti- I, artisanal pizzas, can kind of do whatever the fuck they want in right. my in my head a lot of the time because like they're typically made out of such high quality ingredients and that that's sort of the point that it kind of doesn't even really matter. But in in uh, most regular pie scenarios, I think two toppings is correct. Every anything else is overkill. Not necessarily incorrect, just less correct. Uh, I think most pizza, like the best pizza, will have two toppings of some variety, whether that's like sausage and artichoke, onions and bell peppers. But the minute I add a third topping anytime to, to pizza, I almost always feel like that's too much topping. Okay, so, so that's an interesting perspective. It's like I think I, I think I'm, I'm with you on this, but like I, I think that like an artisanal pizza is something you're going out to get as like a. Like you're going to do that for that reason, right? Like it's like going to a restaurant to get us, yeah. Uh, to like, you know, it's kind of like, well, whoever whoever came up with this is presenting it as a dish, and I will take it as it is. Whereas I'm definitely coming into a pizza situation with a lot of loaded baggage about what I expect, and like an overloaded pizza, like be like, this might be tasty, but it's not pizza, and I came here for pizza, right? Which, which is like a different mode of kind of being than with a like like you said an artisanal pizza. Um, on the kind of uh, – on, on t- to your point about, like, number of toppings, like, I, like I, I'm like i usually very happy with just, like, plain cheese. Like, that's, that's like, that's my jam. Um, although I occasionally get other stuff as well. But um, I think that there is, like – that, like, a lot of toppings can cover up otherwise mediocre pizza. And, like, if you're getting mediocre pizza for whatever reason, right, like maybe you're in, you know – uh, Appalachia and the only place there's no good pizza place around I think that a lot of toppings can help mask that I think that that's like making the best of a bad situation type of deal right like interesting 
That's really. actually kind of fair. I do agree with that. Mostly as a, like, harm reduction principle, right? Like, when I say two pot- toppings is correct, I am assuming essentially, like, 100% quality on the underlying, like, crust sauce cheese. Um, but I think it is, as that quality decreases, the increase in quality you might get from toppings could overtake it, and you might have three or four topping pizzas that would be better, Um Given like, cause I, cause I agree with that. I actually think that bad underlying ingredients will kill a lot of pizza. Um, and, uh, and so it's actually kind of clever to try and like, quote unquote, save it, um, by, uh, highlighting. Yeah. By highlighting, uh, extra toppings to kind of just like drown things out. The other thing about extra toppings that I sometimes find, see a part of this is just like a, my, culinary style perspective like my thing with food a lot of the time is not to go crazy with flavor right like i like simple straightforward kind of like essential flavors in my in my cooking um and so i i typically eschew a lot of things that will try and like kitchen sink something right when you're dumping lots of flavors into it's like no let the core base flavor be the core base flavor and that's fine you don't need to go anywhere you don't need to go any deeper to find something that tastes good you can just do butter on a bagel and that's great do you know what i mean no no uh, absolutely um absolutely like um uh, something something I'll occasionally get is so actually this this is this is an interesting correlate. How do you feel about Costco pizza? Uh, so I haven't really had it enough to give a good recommendation. I don't know that I've ever actually had it. Uh, I think a lot of the time when I go to Costco, I get the hot dogs. Yeah, um, that's that's so, fair. No, because because uh, I feel like it, it occupies kind of its own its own space in a in a weird way. It's like very cheese heavy. Um, it's a little bit thicker. Like it, it it's it's almost like to me like a a good um a good chain pizza in the way that like like all like the other thing too is that like it's one of the few plate like you don't go to Domino's to get a slice generally right like i don't yeah. even know if you can um i don't i don't think you can yeah that's that's true um but like you can, like if i'm at a costco and like i haven't eaten lunch i'll go i'll get a slice of pizza from it and it's like it's always like overly cheesy and i like i like that for, like i like costco pizza for what it is but it's also one of the times where i'll like i'll get a combo slice occasionally and like in that scenario the uh like it's much more about like kind of like the different textures than it is like the, the flavors of any of the individual like vegetable toppings it's almost always dominated by like um by the pepperoni and the and the uh and the sausage um just as like, cause it, and that's like a very kind of different experience. And like, so the, to, to kind of like bring this back around, I think that like at a, at a like loan of quality, the quality of pepperoni is, 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 or the, the, the kind of flavor dominance of pepperoni is preferable to like a very low quality pizza. How, how do you feel about that? So I do agree with this on the same sort of corollary because I think about that. I think about it that way with French bread pizza. Um, like something I used to do when I was working at Square Enix was I would get a bunch of French bread pizzas cause they're so cheap. Right. And you could just like cook them in the toaster oven for like 10 minutes or whatever. Um, and in a certain sense, it was behaving a little like the fast food pizzas where I wasn't really concerned with quality. The most important thing to be is that these were like 
a buck fifty each or whatever it was. Um, and it's just like that's so cheap for a lunch, and I want my lunch to be as cheap as possible. Therefore, I'll I'll have this like French bread pizza. Um, and in those situations, I generally preferred the combo slices to the regular slices. Um, though I will say part of that is just because like it feels like this is just like a buying thing. When you're buying those two things next to one another, it always feels like you're getting gypped if you just get, uh, or I shouldn't use that term because that's, uh, that's based out of a slur. It always feels like you're getting ripped off um, because the base cheese is going to be the same for both the combo version and the cheese version. And it's like, they have the same cost. So obviously I should get the one that has all of the combo shit on there and just like pick off the olives or whatever to like, get more bang for my buck i don't know it, it's it's you yeah, know I, I definitely i definitely get that <laughs> but yeah, yeah i think when you tank the quality that low uh you sometimes have to kind of like make some hard choices right? <laughs> all bets uh, are about off what yeah yeah exactly <laughs> all right um so so kind of i think kind of last bit in, the, in this topping section how do you feel about um different bases and like I kind of want to stay a little bit away from, like, the white pizza because I think white pizza is very typical. But, like, I've seen places that use, like, Alfredo sauce as a base as an option or, like, or like a pesto sauce or, like, uh, you know, sometimes, like, like I have had barbecue and uh, and buffalo chicken pizzas, which were, like, on top of regular pizzas. But I've also had one where it's, like, it's, like, the barbecue or the buffalo is the sauce on the pizza. And Oh, like... no. So when I think of barbecue or buffalo pizza, I think of that. I don't think of a pizza which is uh... – crust sauce cheese i think of a, a pizza that is essentially just like crust maybe there's cheese there's actually there's always cheese on those um but there's no the the sauce is essentially barbecue sauce or buffalo sauce whichever one okay so, so uh, how, do you, how do you feel about those those non-standard sauces yeah i'm like typically fine with those and and typically comes down to like for instance i'm not an alfredo guy in general um i typically don't like alfredo sauces like in pasta um so i i'm not a fan of like alfredo on pizza but like i said like i love pesto on pizza i think pesto is uh great with pizza and i also think you know barbecue sauce buffalo sauce that kind of stuff i've also had teriyaki pizza teriyaki Ooh. pizza might be my favorite like sleeping weird pizza thing um i've only had it in a couple of places but it's just it's essentially just bar it's, it's it almost always comes to chicken but it's essentially just barbecue um chicken pizza but with teriyaki sauce uh and it goes, like, remarkably well with everything else. Like, you wouldn't think, like, teriyaki, cheese, crust. That's so weird. Uh, but, no, it's great. Um, so I am, I am overall very happy to entertain any of those sorts of, uh, like, any of those sorts of kind of, like, options or whatever. Yeah. No, I'm, like, those are the kinds of things for me which, you know, are fine. But they're, like, definitely outside of kind of that, that, that core radius. And, like... I have to be like in the mood for a buffalo chicken pizza. Like if someone says we're getting pizza and all you guys buffalo chicken pizza, I will be very like it will not satisfy my pizza itch if that makes sense. Yeah. No, I feel uh, that for sure. Um whereas like even even the dreaded pepperoni, I can make do with that if like somebody else is ordering. Um yeah. How do you feel about uh like cold pizza? Uh so I'm like I think it's fine. Um, I just think there's like it's very hard to reheat a pizza um, in a way that I find acceptable. So like, I find that like 
cold is like about as good as like any of the techniques I've tried to reheat um to reheat a cold slice. Um, yeah, I've definitely like heard the refrain that like cold pizza like pizza's always better cold or whatever, which I find incredibly strange. Just like absolutely bewildering. Do you do you have a preferred reheating technique that you've had good good results with? Uh no, I've tried a couple of them, you know, like where you put it in the oven, you know, like where you put it in a pan um with like the top on that might be the most successful one i've ever done i like you put it in a big kind of like saucepan and you put a top on it um because like my problem with reheating pizza is moisture um, yeah is that it like dries out and so you gotta kind of like find a way to like get it back up to snuff without getting rid of all of the getting rid of all the moisture actually that's not true so there's a sweet spot because my, the microwave has the opposite problem reheating pizza in a microwave is terrible because it's too soggy yeah it makes um, it floppy so yeah. you gotta find i've i've had i guess i would call it remedial success with um with that the, the covered pan, pan. Yeah, yeah covered pan method uh but i generally just prefer cold at that point <laughs> yeah, no. The the best I've gotten is, is 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 like a similar technique to that. Is you put it in the pan and you crisp at the bottom a little bit, and then you put a couple dabs of water in it, and then you put the cover on and cook it. And it's like, but still, but still, like just like slightly better remedial. So like, yeah, I, you know, the the cold is cold's usually but like it's different, right? Like I have different moods when I want it, but it's like they're they're at about the same quality. Yeah, and generally speaking, I'm not looking to cook anything when I want to make pizza, right? So I just want to be very straightforward, very easy. Let's just, you know. So, so actually, in, interestingly in that vein, ha- have you tried making pizzas yourself? Uh, I have made pizzas myself with my family uh, that have been good, but in that, that artisanal way. My dad lived in Italy okay. for a while, so, like, okay. you know, we've done – we've made pasta, we've made pizza, we've made sausage and all this other sorts of stuff, so um, – uh, the pizza that we had was essentially like margarita pizza, but like in its truest fashion, um, where uh, we had a you know like a lump of fresh mozzarella, and we cooked most of the pizza, and then right at the end we kind of put like a big chunk in the center of each would be slice, and then a piece of basil on it, um, and the mozzarella just melts a little bit, but it doesn't like so like most of the slices tomato with kind of this like big gooey mozzarella center um and it's great let me tell you but uh it's very like on the artisanal end have you ever made pizza so yeah i've actually relatively recently my 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 mother let me her 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 pizza steal and like i'm basically come down to the point where it's like i can get decent like first of all it's like aggravating sometimes right like getting the pizza to actually come off the freaking peel can be a like a pain in the half in its own way. Um, and like I could get sometimes decent product out of it, but like I'm close enough to a pizzeria. That's just like kind of not worth the effort to me anymore. Like there, like if I'm going to make myself a pizza, it's going to be probably a cast iron variety, which like is, it's not, a, it's not a deep dish per se. Cause I'm not doing Like I've done a deep dish myself at certain points and that's like its own experience. Um, but like, you can do a cast iron pan, which is like a thicker crust, and it's not like a true New York style. Um, uh, but it's like it's it's something different. And when I'm in the mood for that, I'm in the mood for that. But like to me, like the like like the 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 pizza steel just has has never really been, or I've never gotten to a point where I feel like I I need it. Like I suppose if I moved out to like the middle of 
you know, like the middle of Appalachia and I couldn't get good pizza, I'd, I'd work on it. But, you know, it's also like, you know, you put it in your oven, like for me, like the, or the way you're supposed to do is you put it in your oven, you let it heat for like an hour at 500 degrees. It's just like, this seems extraordinarily wasteful, like, uh, like, uh, you know, like energy wise to get something that like I could get in, you know, I could get in 15 minutes from the pizza place down the block, right, for, for a premium. Um, and it's not like I think I'm saving any significant amount of money either. Cause like, you know, I'm probably saving, I'd probably save some, but like, it's, it's, I, I just don't think it's worth it. Um, uh, but that's my, that, that's my, my homemade pizza hot take. Um, um, but I wanted to ask you a couple, this is going to be, uh, kind of like relatively inside baseball in terms of like, these are like New Jersey specific things. Have you ever uh, had Trenton tomato pie? Uh, no, neither, neither have I. So, uh, is that like a famous thing? Yeah, it is. Um, but okay. you know, we, we're both from North Jersey. So, um, the other thing is, um, are you familiar with, with bar pie at all? Um, no. like, have you ever been to star tavern in orange? Yeah. So a bunch of that, times, actually. Well, not a bunch of times, but multiple that, times. That's that's what's called bar pie, like that really thin crust pizza that's like a little bit smaller. Do, like I love Star Tavern. It's one of my favorite places, um, uh, period. Uh, I like Star Tavern a lot, but uh, yeah, I, I kind of, in a certain sense, I almost sort of like make that, um, I almost sort of, it's like on the line between like regular and artisanal in a way. It's 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 different, right? Like, like Yeah, no, I, I agree. It, it, it is different. Like. My favorite pizza place in New Jersey, shout out to anybody living in Maplewood, is Arturo's, um, who, which is a wood fire, uh, like, thin crust place. Um, that is, like, squarely artisanal as far as I'm concerned. That makes but, sense. But, like, Star Tavern is kind of, like, a little half and half in a way. No, that, that yeah. I, I, I kind of get that. Um, although I, I think that that style of pizza, like, I've only ever had it at Star, Star Tavern, but I think that that mm. style is a little bit... Um, wider spread like the bar pie style yeah, and yeah. I, th- I think it's also defined by like having like a, a relatively sweet um a relatively sweet sauce which is something that i always find uh, interesting um yeah uh, i mean I, I i almost always prefer thinner crust uh to thicker crust just if if there is ever an option for me to get a pizza with thin crust rather than thick crust i will take that option um but uh uh but i do think that there are kind of like weird sort of like some places are a little bit meatier some places kind of like aren't the the sweet sauce thing is actually kind of neat because i typically think sweet sauce is bad but i think you're right in that it is kind of unique to star tavern or like to at least to that sort of pizza yeah um it's uh it's it's that that's the thing that i could see myself putting some effort into trying to reproduce at some point just because like you know that that is like a very niche product um Uh So have have you ever had had uh, deep dish? Yeah, yeah. So I've had deep dish, and I like deep dish. I just like it in a, di- a much it's, different, it's a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've only ever had the. I, I had it when I was living out in San Francisco. There were a couple uh, places. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but like, um, I'm informed that it's a decent a decent pizza. Do you have like Do you have like a fa- favorite? Like you you've you've I have never really spent any time in Chicago outside of like. Stop yeah, no, my mom and... lived in Chicago for a while, my, and my little sister also lives in Chicago. Uh, my thing with uh, deep dishes, I almost always go for the cheesier, for, like, version of them, uh, rather than, like, the tomato casserole version of them. Because uh, typically you can kind of find, you know, like, that uh, that cheese, like, on the menu somewhere. It'll be, like, 
cheese lovers or whatever it's called. Um, and so, uh, that's where I gravitate towards when it comes to, uh, deep dish, but I generally like deep dish. I just don't really think of it as conventional pizza. That's fair. I think that, I think that's, uh, that's more than fair. Um, so do, do do you have anything else kind of that that you want to touch on about this pizza stuff uh no i think we've basically about covered it i guess um Um, if we've got a couple more minutes um i want to ask you have you ever had a deep fried calzone no so uh, calzones are actually a good one because uh because i like calzones a lot but i have some like specific thoughts about calzones i guess because um, I've definitely had calzones that are bad um, by way of uh, – like, there's, like, weird things that will, like, make calzones bad. One of the ones that really makes me mad is, like, a thin layer of meat will dry out really hard. So, like, if you get sausage or whatever and they kind of, like, do a thin layer of sausage on top of whatever – on top of, like, whatever else, it dries out and it tastes terrible – and I don't understand. I, I have a very hard time eating calzones with meat in it because I feel like this is a very common thing. So so this is a thing that I think I've seen a lot is like a lot of pizza places that aren't like like, you know, from like the, the New York area or like um, maybe just kind of like more like lower lower quality, I guess, is or you know, like uh, uh, I don't want to kind of disparage them too much. But like, yeah. like they're not like a core pizza place, right? Like um, they like – what they call a calzone isn't really a calzone. It's kind of like they fold the pizza dough into a pocket and they put like they don't like put ricotta in it. And at that point, like it's not really a calzone. But like I, I've seen it way too many times um, to kind of like not mention it. I think that like part of it is like if you have sufficient ricotta in it and uh, you've got like pieces of the meat inside of it, then it keeps it from drying out too much. Um, like I like like um, calzones are actually really easy to make from home. And that, that is a thing that I like to do. Um, and like, um, I have, I have a tendency to overstuff mine, but like you, like you want to like take the ragout and, uh, like, I feel like you want to mix it up with any meat that you've got in there. Um, yeah, see, I agree with you there. This is what I, this is what I meant about like the thin layer. If you have it like where you kind of do layer by layer, that's when it dries out. But I, but when you mix it in, uh, yeah. then it's great. Then yeah. I think it's perfect. Um, so that's my, that's my like calzone hot take. My other calzone hot take actually is that calzones are great with mashed potatoes in them instead of ricotta. You do like, yeah, I know it's weird. It's weird. No, because but, that sounds like that sounds like uh, you ever had a Cornish pasty? Oh yeah, it is a little bit like that. Um, yeah, and it, but like uh, Rachel and I used to eat these all the time, but we stopped because like we didn't want to die. Um, I was going to say because like, <laughs> it's just like. It's so good, but it's um, uh, it's, it's almost like a giant pierogi in some way. Yeah. Like. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like a massive, massive pierogi. Typically, we do like onions uh, and also like cheese in there or whatever. But it's just sort of like taking away the kind of like the 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 meat of the stuffing or like the 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 bulk of the stuffing from ricotta to potatoes, which are obviously much cheaper and easier. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's a different thing too, right? Like that's yeah. like I can see that. Like that, it, that almost sounds like a like a almost like a you know like a a hand pie type thing. That's like it's like you know like the like the British or the like even like the like you know we were saying pierogies like um it's like the like the the calzone is the Italian version of like those various other hand pies that you get uh in different parts of Europe. 
Probably even uh, different parts of the world, right? Like a lot of cultures have like something that's like a dumpling and like it's basically like a big dumpling with a pastry shell instead of like a pasta shell, which is yeah, yeah, only different by degrees anyway. Yeah, I mean like uh, like empanadas. Empanadas are one that I think of yeah. all the time because no, we have a, we have like a special um, Argentinian grocery store across the street that that does empanadas that are great. Um, and uh, but like, what is the real difference between like an empanada and like a dumpling or whatever? It's like not that much. Yeah, I, people figured out how to do stuffed things surrounded by carbs. Like, yeah, especially when that's like fairly portable, right? Like, you know, like yeah. it's a, a thing you can eat for lunch. Um. Uh, but yeah, um, I think I think that that will bring us to the end of yes, our. Yes, so tell me your week in food. What does Mango's week in eating look like? So, uh. I have been uh, since since we're all locked inside due to the uh, due to the pandemic around us. I've been I've been a uh, really trying to up my cooking game. Um, I've been like like recently I've just started getting into uh, trying to do more kind of stew type things because it like you know takes meat and like stretches it with with like a lot of stock and uh, uh-huh. vegetables. So like I a little while ago I did a, or for St. Patrick's Day actually I did um. Uh, what I've been reliably informed is technically a cottage pie because it was ground beef, but like that starts with like the the mirepoix base um, and some beef stock, and then you top it with with mashed potatoes. Um, uh, but the more interesting things I, I want uh, in that vein is that um, uh, as listeners of the show might know, I was recently in uh, in New Orleans, um, and I had some uh, I I had a bunch of wonderful food while I was down there, but. Um, uh, so I, or rather as a follow on to that, I was trying to, uh, uh, I've been trying to kind of recreate, recreate some of that experience. And, uh, I have picked up Isaac Toop's, um, uh, book chasing the gator. Um, and I made, I tried making a gumbo yesterday, uh, not yesterday, two days ago. Um, but it turned out all right. Um, part of the thing there is you end up, you make this like dark chocolate roux and then the, the Cajun Holy Trinity is mirepoix, but with, bell pepper instead of uh carrots because that's what's uh-huh. like local to the region um and uh i didn't have any andouille so i substituted uh, a, a different sausage and it wasn't quite the same but it, it turned out pretty all right mm. um and so you know just like a kind of like that's like a super you know you, a, a super core kind of like you put some chicken in you put some stock in you put the sausage you've got like all those vegetables um and it's definitely more soupier than like uh like the the cottage pie was um but you put it over the rice, and then the rice just soaks up this delicious liquid. Um, I was very satisfied with that. Um, the other big thing I've been doing is uh, 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 Ken, this guy, Ken Forkish, he owns an artisanal bakery in, uh, I want to say it's either Oregon or Washington State. But he's got this book called Flour, Water, Salt, Yeast. And uh, he's like a former tech executive that one day was like, you know what? I just want to bake bread. I don't want to do this anymore. And he, he went and did that. Um, and so he has this book about like, with like a, this like solid basic technique in the beginning and uh, recipes of very, of increasing complexity throughout the book, which is it's interesting. Cause like all the complexities in the technique, cause it's as the title of the book implies, there's only ever four ingredients in the bread and it's just a ratio that change of flour, water, salt, and yeast. So I've been working my way through them. Um, and like it's like it's got like fourteen hour rises in it, so that's just like a very kind of like satisfying thing. To, you know, Friday night, uh, I'll mix together. Like uh, recently, I did a uh, it's, it's a biga, 
um, you know, let that rise overnight, throw in some flour in the morning, let it rise for another three hours, um, do some folds, um, heat up the oven, let it proof. And then like, I've got these like these gorgeous, uh, rustic loaves to eat over the course of the week. And, uh, that has been like the, the, the real kind of highlight. Cause it's also like, it's satisfying. It's also not super high on the manual labor end. Cause like it's most like, there's a little bit of folding. It's not quite kneading. Um, it's mostly just kind of like waiting for stuff to rise, which is stuff at time where you can be doing other things, but you get this really beautiful product at the end of it. Um, and so that's really been like the, uh, the big stuff that I've been uh, cooking this week. What about you, buddy? Okay, so my thing with the lockdown has been efficiency, right? Like, um, I'm not do I'm 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 not a big like I don't want to take a lot of time when I'm doing cooking or whatever. Um, but I guess the big recipe that I want to share with folks is my recipe for quesadillas. This is like a mainstay. Uh, of my like recipe repertoire for a long time long time listeners i'm sure will recognize it but so (laughs) it is very it's very simple um all you need is a block of cheese of your preference i used to do cheddar i eventually swapped it for pepper jack because i just liked the interaction between pepper jack and uh and like the salsa i use but it, it is essentially four ingredients butter tortillas cheese salsa right um buttering the pan uh i find to be a better use rather than oiling the pan just because like so one of the things about butter that's nice is that it carries its own light flavor and so in something that is just like those four ingredients right you can get a lot of distance i feel like out of butter rather than just like straight you know like oil like canola oil vegetable oil or something like that that is meant to be kind of effectively flavorless um (laughs) Then I will cut the cheese into uh, little chunks. Typically, I make 10 squares, effectively. And I try and, you know, like, uh, spread them across the, uh, like, the first tortilla so that they are, uh, so that they're, like, very even. So that when, like, the cheese melts down, um, it's, it covers the whole, it covers, like, the whole tortilla pretty evenly. Um, I butter up a saucepan. I plop in that cheese layer, and then on the second tortilla, I pull out just a small, maybe like one or two teaspoons of salsa, and I really mix it around so that like you know every piece of the every piece of the one side of the tortilla has like touched a little bit of that salsa at some point, right? Um, after the cheese has like just barely started to melt, just so much that you can see like the where the melt is. But that, like, you can also see where, like, the corners were, if that makes sense. I plop on the the salsa layer, press it down with the flat of the spatula, flip so that the salsa layer is face down, or is uh, is on the bottom. The cheese layer is on top. I then pr- I do another press, this time on the cheese layer. That top tortilla should be uh, a little bit crispy now because it's, it's, you know, been cooking for a couple of minutes or whatever. I leave that for a few you know for two or three minutes and then i fold the whole thing off slice it into four and that's that's the that's the core buddy mega efficient meal right um are like these are these cheese tortillas and i've been making these since high school just because like the ingredients are so easy to come by basically honestly it is just because you know like you know people effectively always have butter in their fridge and you're only using so you're using so little salsa with each um that (coughs) you're using so little salsa with each 
that you can basically just have a big old jar of salsa in your fridge and like effectively never run out of it um and then the cheese and the tortillas are what like you end up sort of like replacing um and the the thing is is that like once you start you kind of have to go pretty quick on these um because if you don't the problem that you'll run into is that the cheese uh gets like moldy pretty quickly i find that that happens a lot with big blocks of cheese you know it'll it'll mold up really quickly like you know, I, I right now I have it in two separate plastic bags, um, but you know, if I don't clear this in the next like week or two, uh, that cheese will go bad, and that'll kind of that'll kind of suck. Um, there is a variation that I do want to mention here, which is fancy quesadillas. Uh, typically, I don't make these; Rachel does. Um, but the process there is you dice an onion and then saute it, and then uh, you put the diced onion and black beans into the into the uh quesadilla just to make it more hefty and thick um and give it a little bit more sort of like filling power okay so i, I have a i have a couple of questions to interrogate here sure, for, sure, sure. For, first on technique do you do you use a uh use a non-stick pan for this or do you use a like a, a steel or maybe even a cast iron for it um, so normally I would have just used a steel, uh, steel pan, but we actually picked up a nonstick pan that we have basically just been using constantly. Um, I still do the butter layer though. Okay. Um, just, you know, this, like, do you, do you, do you get, but you find that you get better, I guess, performance out of the, the, the nonstick pan? To be honest, the very first one I ate was last night uh, okay. on the nonstick pan, uh, just because it was there. And I was like, you know what? Why am I going to like go clean this saucepan to, to make it when, or this frying pan to go make it when, uh, I have my nonstick saucepan here. Um, All right. so I actually don't know the difference. I sort of wonder what would happen if, um, I, if, yeah, I, uh, I like I, put them side by side. I can't imagine it would be like a huge difference, right? Like the, the, the reason you use the, the, um, the stainless typically is, is if you want to like build, build fond off of your meat or whatever, so you can make mm. a pan sauce. Um, and it's not like I, I can't imagine you were having problems with the with the quesadilla sticking to the to the stainless pan in the first place. You know, th- so that definitely does happen from time to time, and it's not actually so bad. Like one of the things that I like about so if you go to a restaurant, a lot of the time the quesadilla you'll get will be essentially pretty mushy. Um, I want my quesadillas to be. I want the tortilla on my quesadillas to be more crispy, right? Um, and so sometimes in the stainless steel pan. Uh, it will get burned almost it'll get like brown or so it's like i don't know it's like very crispy or whatever but last night i felt like i left that that quesadilla in the nonstick pan for quite a while but i came back and it, it was still crispy but it was golden right um so i think i don't know maybe that has something to do with it who knows maybe um and i, I assume so this this might answer my second question then um if you like it crispy i assume you don't cover it at any point because I know that's uh, like no, a technique you can use to to melt the cheese a little bit faster if you want to. Or least... uh, so we do. Co- so I, we cover it for the fancy version because okay. melting the cheese is more important as a binding agent. But when it is just cheese salsa, uh, you don't really need it as like to, you don't need to melt the cheese all that much um, in order to get to get where you're going. And uh, I also cook a li- like you know on a regular kind of like medium low heat. But I cook on the higher end of that like medium low heat. Um, compared to what would, you know, like if my dad would were to make this quesadilla, he would probably cook it a little bit uh, cooler than I do. Okay. And okay. So fi- final question, 
regarding this uh, this this quesadilla. So you've described to me um, a carb base with cheese and tomato on it. Does does your quesadilla count as a pizza, buddy? I but but it is the carb base between two layers. Like the, the there is two layers of carbs, so it is okay. a pizza sandwich, mango. Oh man, these <laughs> are just pizza sandwiches. But you know, to be honest with you, it is like very similar. I mean, so the one thing I will say about the salsa is that I use green salsa um, rather than red salsa. I've used I've done it both with mild and with spicy. I typically don't love medium. I, I, I like spicy things to be spicy, mild things to be mild. I don't like medium level levels of spice. Um, um, but so we, uh, so it is more pepper based the my salsa is more pepper based than something that it would be more tomato based. Um, so, so with that, I actually have a quick question to call back sure. to the pizza part of the episode. Do you put red pepper flake on your pizza? Uh, no, but I don't hate it. I will sometimes do, do it. it. I like Fair red enough. pepper flakes just fine. Um, you know, most of the time, like they come in those little packets and I don't like really trust it or whatever, but like. Every once in a while, if I go to a pizza place and I get, hey, you know, can I get two two plain and a Diet Coke or whatever? Like, yeah, sure. I'll okay. sprinkle it from the little thingy. I don't know why, but that makes a difference to me. Like, that one comes in the little packet and the other is, like, on the table. But, yeah. No, I feel that. I, I am historically not a big fan of the red pepper flake, but I – I uh... I, I get that. I definitely do. I mean, most I, – I, I see why you, like, you brought it up a little bit. Um because I've also had very like spicy spicy pizza like Diavolo pizza uh, which is like a, a fancy type of artisanal pizza that I actually like quite a bit that has that is peppers and chorizo um, I like that I like that stuff on pizza a lot I, I, I feel like spicy pizza is a pizza that has not been adequately like mined for goodness in the same way that like we think of uh, pineapple on pizza I feel like we should also think about like I don't know spicy pizza i guess is my thing yeah and so uh, part of part of this though is that i don't love jalapenos i feel like a lot of spiciness comes down to jalapenos for people which is not my thing and, and you, you know what else is is a big vector for spiciness in uh in pizza uh it's the dreaded pepperoni so yeah, <laughs> yeah this is why uh, i say chorizo um because i think uh like the natural state of chorizo is to be like not super spicy but like pretty spicy um and so I sort of think that when, like, pepperoni gets to that point in quality, people just upgrade it to chorizo rather than um, calling it pepperoni anymore. That's fair. Um, uh, so uh, are you are – you, are you, do you have any, like, meal plans upcoming? I'll, I'll do mine first if, if, you, if you're not ready no, for No, sure. This. Go for it. I just spent, yeah. you know, 10 minutes talking about quesadillas. So, you know, just, just because um, you, uh, you mentioned it, right, like um, – I too have this problem with like blocks of cheese, right? That they like they they get to moldy fairly quickly. I've got one in my fridge uh, right now um, that needs to be uh, that needs to be used up. And I'm thinking tomorrow night actually I'm going to be making mac and cheese. But um, there's this uh, it's maybe about six months ago about like four different food YouTubers that I watch were all experimenting with. Um, this is emulsifier. It's like some form of uh, uh, I, for, I forget the exact name, but I'll I'll find a link to it and put it in this show notes. But it's, it's basically like a some it's like a salt. It's like a sodium compound that acts as an emulsifier, um, and it lets you get like really creamy mac and cheese. Um, uh, 
and I've tried it a little bit before, but I kind of want to go for that again. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. Get, it gives you a really creamy mac and cheese, and I, I find that I find that I have not had a ton of success with like getting like a really high quality roux based mac and cheese. Um, I'll actually just link the video that, that I got this from this YouTuber called Adam Ragusia, um, and he, he goes into how 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 it works exactly. Um, my, my see that's interesting. I don't like mac and cheese when it's like super super creamy. Um, then it can get like a little like too heavy and really like bog me down. My thing with mac and cheese that I like to do is, um, and this is like a thing that my mom will do, where she will put a big layer of like breadcrumbs at the top, um, that sort of get crispy, and then you just like whip it up, mix it all together. So it's kind of like you have these like gooey bits, but every once in a while like a little like crunch. And I think that that is a great, you know, mac and cheese plan strategy. See, I so the the equivalent for this and is is for the, for this version is you can do breadcrumbs, but I like um, uh, throwing it under the broiler to to kind of brown the cheese on top, and uh, I think that 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 has a similar effect. Although I do like it creamier in the middle, so I'm a little bit different. Every once in a while, I will go and buy like Kraft mac and cheese and just like make the like uh, make a box and eat it just because like it's like a guilty pleasure for me. Oh um, yeah, no, I mean I I. I have it in there just for ease of access, right? You know, yeah. it's very straightforward to, to make. I mean, the the one that we get is, like, Anne's or whatever, which is, like, I guess, like, a little step up from craft um, yeah. in terms of just, like, base fanciness. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think Anne's is overrated. Like, I mean, like, I get, like, having, like, the especially, like, the yellow product, right? Like, the white cheddar product I get is, like, a slightly different flavor, but I, I, I I'm... Yeah, that, that's the one that I get is the white, is yeah. the white cheddar because I like that better than just whatever the – I don't even know what cheese that craft cheese would be. but Powdered like cheese product. Cheese. Yeah, yeah, right. So so, uh, but that's that's actually – this is interesting. Um, like when I get craft, I get the like the blue box powdered stuff, right? Like I hate like the Velveeta version. I just find like that – like I just – Oh, yeah, I, I also know. find that disgusting. Yeah. I find most of those – any version of like American cheese, uh, I typically find very gross. Um, yeah. Outside of maybe like on a burger. Yeah. Um, no, like there there are very limited applications, but even then, like I, I definitely prefer like provolone. Um, it's like there's a couple situations where like the American cheese like really sells it, but like. Who are we going to talk about cheese now? Because I also am not a huge fan of provolone to be honest. Really. I generally prefer to have a better cheese than pro- I like provolone is fine. I don't think it's bad. I just think that it's like kind of nothing. Yeah, no, it's it's generally fairly mildly flavored. Yeah. Um, it is kind of my like like everyday cheese, if that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, like I'll have other stuff around for um, uh, other applications, but like if I just want something to sling on something, provolone is generally what I'm doing. Um, I also find that like if you get like not bottom of the barrel American cheese, you get stuff that's like a little bit closer to cheddar. Um, yeah, like, I think the, I think real American cheese is effectively just cheddar cheese, right? Like at the end of the day, um, yeah, which is fine. I like cheddar it, a yeah. lot. Cheddar is one of my like my I, my most popular cheese is probably pepper jack. Just out of that um, out of that one switch, I I like I ended up making, but I like cheddar and pepper jack effectively the the same amount. Um, and then other sorts of cheeses are kind of like in there, like Munster or whatever. Um, like Munster cheese is great if you ever want to make grilled cheese. Mustard cheese is amazing because it helps it bind together. Is that right? This is this is a Rachel insight, not a me insight. Um, she's given me the she's given me the thumbs up. Okay, 
Yeah, no, I when I make grilled cheese, I like the um, I like to use a sharp cheddar, and I like to do the uh, you sprinkle like you grate some, and you put it on the outside, and you just like do it in such a ton of butter that it, like makes it like really crispy on the outside. And it's a like, mess. So here, so here's here's a here's a a question: Do you like mustard on your grilled cheese? No. Yeah, <laughs> have... that's a thing. I know it might be a California thing. Um mustard on grilled cheese is like a thing and i'm like why why would you ever that sounds disgusting yeah i i I like like (laughs) it just like doesn't make a lot of sense like you know i could see like i could see like mustard on like a melt that like had like a meat in it that would like complement the mustard but i can't see it with like like maybe if you had like the right cheese and the right mustard right like maybe like a swiss and like dijon i could see but like that just also doesn't ring true to me as like a classic grilled cheese yeah well tell it to ben brode and his rap which is where all of this comes from and like the comments under it where people were like mustard is gross why would you ever put that on your grilled cheese and people are like no mustard is great and i was like who the fuck are these mustard are great people (laughs) (laughs) you people have strayed from the Lord, all right? <laughs> and then obviously, you know, like, ricotta, um, like, mozzarella. Yeah. I actually like mozzarella in basically, like, anytime I'm, I do, like, a cheesy blend sort of situation, I almost always want mozzarella in that. Yeah, mozzarella's also, like, good for, like, getting, like, bind on, right? Like, yeah. it's, like, a, it's very melty. Um, I So something I really actually like is, uh, like... Like, the very kind of, like, simple baked brie, right? Like, the – and when I say simple, I mean, like, the one that, like, my mom made, which I'm pretty sure is just, like, Pillsbury Crescent Rolls wrapped around a piece of grocery store brie, which is, you know, not not the fanciest thing, but it's, like, you know, occasionally it's just, like, exactly what you want. Like, buttery golden crust and, like, melty cheese, and uh, it's not the greatest quality, but, you know, uh, and it's, like, 10,000 calories, but it's great. Yeah, I mean something that something that I do, uh, I'll make like cheesy pasta. So one one of my insights. Uh, so I bought Rachel a wok for like Christmas at one point. But one of the things that I like to do when I'm making pasta is um, after I strain the pasta, I like to throw it. So like, okay, uh, so here's an, here's another like small recipe, right? It is essentially like buttered onion pasta. You saute some bun- some onions in butter. And then you strain your pasta. But instead of, like, putting that wherever, you just dump the pasta into the frying pan with the onions and you just mix it all around. Um, and you leave it in there, not for long, but, like, for long enough. Um, and there's some other stuff that goes in there, like garlic powder or whatever else. Um, and uh, then you pull it all out of the pan together. Um and so, and I really like, it's like kind of like a pan fried noodle sort of thing, but something that I'll do in our walk is I will make like a big sort of cheese sauce fusion, right? Like a bunch of tomato sauce, ricotta, mozzarella, Parmesan, like I was talking about before or whatever. And you do the exact same thing where you kind of like dump the pasta in it, but it like coats the pasta in like the, like the cheesy bits. So it's kind of like a weirdly, it's essentially sort of like mac and cheese, but with tomato sauce in there and also with like a bunch of different like cheeses that you kind of like all pan fry in this wok together and that is super good and i would highly recommend it have you ever done like the the like 
the traditional like original Alfredo sauce because that's like that's a fun thing to do, which is just like you take you take you cook your pasta and you put it in a pan with butter and like a whole bunch of Parmesan. Um, you might use Romano. I I need to, I need to double check, but I'm pretty sure it's Parmesan. And you just keep stirring it, and you add in a little bit of the pasta water, and you just keep like th- this is a this is a thing that I have learned over a bunch of experimentation is you just have to keep stirring it and you keep stirring it and you don't feel stringy you keep stirring it and eventually it emulsifies into this like gorgeous silky sauce which is like just chef's kit like, yeah i love yeah. that yeah um uh and that's like a thing i make every once in a while but that's also another thing that's like hello i would like to eat five thousand calories right now <laughs> yeah i mean like there are definitely times when i'm like gunning to eat five thousand calories of whatever um, like something that we'll make is like stuffed shells, which is very like ricotta. Uh, I mean, and it's so good, but it's also just like, oh my god, the impending heart attack. Um, have you ever have you ever made your own menagot? No. I, so I haven't either. But my this thing my mom loves to do, and I, I I need to get the recipe from her. But it's like, like the the shit the pasta itself is a little bit less. Um, it's more like a little bit spongier and a little bit less like a normal pasta. Um, it's just like, but it's like a similar thing, right? Like you roll this like spongy, almost crepe like pasta around ragout and you cover it in sauce and you bake it. And it's just like, it's so good. Um, but yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, so yeah. the pot, so I've made, made a couple of different types of pasta. We've made, uh, lasagna, uh, like the pot, like the, you know, the big strips of lasagna for lasagna. We've made just straight up sort of spaghetti, um, the be- the most interesting one that I've ever that I've made with my dad was uh, tortellini, but it was essentially tortellini that was more like, um, uh, do you know like gyoza, uh, like Japanese dumplings? Yeah. It was essentially like gyoza filling, where it was, uh, it was like ground pork, cabbage and onion. I want to say, which is very weird for tortellini, but it was like great for this, you know, like for this. Uh, Example. Oh, we and then we also made uh, farfalle, but our farfalle was very bad. Uh, they, they all fell apart. It was basically just like little flappies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just little squares. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. You know, I, I think in the next couple of weeks I'm going to try and make fresh pasta at some point. That's another skill that, like, I intermittently practice and need to get, need to get better at. Yeah, I mean, um, like, it's cool, but I would honestly, like... I, I don't think it makes that big of a difference. Um, I actually do think that different kinds of store-bought pasta are, like, I sense a difference between, Christ, I don't remember the name of the brands, but, like, whatever the basic brand of pasta like is. Like, the, the store brand. Yeah, and then there's, like, a little bit, there's, like, another one that I found, and I was like, oh, shit. I think it's called Decheco. Um, okay. Uh, and I started eating Decheco, and I was like, oh, my God, this is so much better than, like, whatever the store brand bullshit is and like you know part of me thinks that that's like dumb because like the least important part of pasta a lot of the time is the pasta itself like yes no i I, simple right um but that's what i think it's actually like if you're making a dish that's like really focusing on the pasta then like that's when i think it's worth it to have like fresh pasta um um if you're making anything with any sort of like heavy sauce and like what's the fucking point right you're just gonna like uh, yeah, you're you know. basically just like drowning it in all these other flavors, and that's like perfectly fine and reasonable. Yeah, um, but uh, but yeah, 
So yeah, yeah. I the, I I am an onion person, and so a lot of this stuff comes down to onions for me. This is part of why I don't love um, Alfredo's. I don't think onions go well with like super super creamy sauces like that. Um, I think onions kind of need uh, a little bit of like onions and garlic, for instance. Like the garlic powder is what makes that sort of like buttery onion pasta work. Um, or like the, <clears throat> like the tomato sauce in the sort of like wok pasta that I was talking about. Um, a lot of the times if you, you need that extra sort of thing. And so I think that m- part, that might be why I sort of like walk back Alfredo a little bit. Okay. That makes sense. Um, that makes sense. Uh, did you, uh, did you want to talk about anything, uh, any other food you're planning on, uh, getting into soon? Uh, you know, so to be honest, so we went and did a big stock up, but I'm like trying to think of like the things that we stocked up on. The quesadillas was the big one that, that like we were really thinking about. And then there's just like other stuff like, oh, so like the, you know, so, so Rachel's obviously vegetarian, so we don't really do meat. Um, like sometimes we'll do bacon for like BLT, like I'll eat bacon and she'll have like veggie bacon or whatever, which is honestly the greatest, um, I, with the BLTs we make, we make them with grilled onions rather than tomatoes. Um, cause I have a thing about raw tomatoes. I actually think I have a little bit of an allergy. Um, and, uh, and it is just like heavenly, uh, the like bacon, lettuce, onions. Um, but we didn't pick up any, anything like that. We picked up some beyond meat. Beyond is our, is our preferred version of like the weird veggie like meats, uh, compared to the impossible, burger or whatever um it's just the one that it's just like the one that we like best have you you've had that stuff right yeah so unfortunately you're gonna make me do a thing i didn't think i was gonna have to do i have stock and beyond meat uh, so <laughs> <laughs> so uh not an ad but you know i i have i uh i had the impossible whopper i think i talked about this actually um at one point but i had the i bought an impossible whopper and a uh, and a regular whopper and i had them back to back I mean, um, we had two hundred. We have two hundred episodes of a food podcast, Mango. I'm sure <laughs> that you have talked about the Impossible Whopper versus the Beyond, uh, the Beyond yeah. Whopper. Um, and like, like, I thought it was pretty good, but like back to back, I could definitely tell the difference. Um, I had a Beyond Meat burger, I think, when I was in San Francisco at one point. Um, like. I think that they're really getting there, but my standard, at least as a meat eater, my standard is, is if I'm not going to eat meat, I'm just going to have like a portabella sandwich or whatever, which is like different, but like yeah. still fulfills that umami gap for me. Um, um, obviously you have different requirements, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, like if we're, if we're going out, I'm obviously going to get a, a regular old meat, you know, uh, meat burger, but um, the Beyond stuff, it's actually like, very good, especially for like the 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 way that we use it. I have been a little burnt out on it before. Like there are some times when we're eating it a lot, and all of a sudden I'm just like, Bleh. Um, but honestly, I guess that's just true of every food. So I don't really know why I mentioned that detail. Besides that, yeah. Um, so does does Beyond cook like does Beyond is, does Beyond have steaks or is it just um or is it just like ground beef? Ground beef, yeah. It's just okay. ground beef, uh, sausages you know, burgers or whatever. We'll use them in, in like a variety of contexts. Though. Like we've made sloppy. So we made sloppy Joe's with beyond meat that are effectively 
the you indistinguishable because like the overpowering nature of just like whatever sloppy sauce. joe sauce is yeah um just like kind of completely covers it but in a in a more basic like burger sense you can obviously sort of taste it we, we get very decadent with our burgers though like typically like the burger will have grilled onions and like a like a fried egg on it um Oof. which is yeah. like you know a thing i guess that's like a fancy burger place thing where they're always like you know it's an option to get to get an egg um, yeah that is like great so so th- this is this is a uh this is this is a weird poll but it, it reminded me because this is like a jersey burger <laughs> thing um this is, this is a specifically a jersey jersey question how do you feel about taylor ham and you call it taylor ham or pork roll i, ca- I call it taylor ham i love taylor ham uh so i was a caddy for seven years uh, throughout high school and college at the like the local country club or whatever and every morning my uh breakfast was one of two things it was either two garlic toasted with butter if i was feeling whatever or a taylor ham egg and cheese with a garlic toast with butter um that and, sounds uh, fantastic and taylor ham i it is I, I understand, like, what it is, and I've tried to, like, replicate it. It's like I pulled – I basically bought some at the store once, and I tried to, like, make my own, like, Taylor ham, egg, and cheese, and it was so revolting. And I was like, what am I doing wrong here? And I never really got an answer, and I obviously – you know, there's nowhere where I could buy Taylor ham. Or pork roll is what it is typically, like, called in other spaces in New Jersey. Um, it's effectively spam. Like, it's – not actually spam, spam, but it's pretty fucking similar. Um, and uh, and there's just like some, it's just like some magic to it. Um, but I don't get it on a Kaiser roll. I get it on a bagel, uh, which I think other people would like. Other New Jersey people would find weird. Most of the time, when you get a sandwich like that, you're gonna get it on a uh, you're gonna get it on a, a Kaiser roll. But I get that on a plain bagel just because I like the plain bagel better. See, my my preferred my preferred uh, delivery system is a hard roll. Like a Portuguese mm. roll or something like that. Um, um, that is also but, yeah. That's also very fair. Yeah. No. I so like I like bagels so much that like I always feel like it's a waste if I'm putting anything besides just like butter on it. Um, like oh, really? a real fresh bagel. Like I will dev- I will devour plain fresh bagels. Like if you put like you know if you put like a dozen of them in front of me, I could I'd probably just eat them all straight. Um, no, I get uh, that, but I almost always uh, I almost always want to have like a well i guess i don't know i, I like butter I when, I when i have a very good bagel i don't like cream cheese on it um but when i have a, a like a crappy bagel i'll put cream cheese on it and yeah kind of kind of like be fine um yeah crappy crappy bagel i'll put meat on it see this is the thing it's like i don't this is like one of the mysteries that like really eludes me is i i don't know why nowhere else has like good bagels like i get that like i like i think most of it's just kind of like most places don't bother to boil them Right, but like you'd think that there'd be like there'd be enough of a uh, like a market desire to like make them somewhere else, but I've never had a good one, uh, a really good one outside of the tri-state area. Um. Yeah, I basically agree with that. I was gonna try. I was like, ah, but it, honestly, the answer is no. I don't really. There are places that I think are like you know bagels. I find like low quality bagels, quote unquote. Uh, I find much more passable in plenty of other contexts. Like I'll go to Einstein yeah. Brothers or whatever and not like bat an eye at it. Um, sure, but at that uh, point, but like at that point, I'm mostly going because like they have the crazy fucking cream cheese. Like it's mostly a cream cheese store, and the bagel is just kind of incidental. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like I mean? the, like. 
ba- bit like like bad bagel as like another form of bread is like whatever, right? Like it's fine. Um but like like when I'm when I'm having a bagel, I want like like you know, I, I just want like some butter and I just wanna uh yeah, but the other thing is, is that like how the bagel is, uh, like I I like a plain. So when I get a Taylor Handmade and cheese, I get that on a plain bagel. But if I'm just gonna have bagels, I almost want I almost always want that plain bagel to be something, typically garlic or onion. Um, because okay, so yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm just not. I'm not a. I'll, I'll, you know, like I also like cinnamon raisin or like an egg bagel or whatever. Um, my dad like really likes cinnamon raisin. That's his. That's his bagel choice. Um, but like, I will almost always want to get garlic and or garlic or onion. Though I don't like everything bagels because I think they do too much. Uh, no, that, that's consistent. If, if I'm going to have a a bagel, I usually just want plain. Occasionally, I'll go for something a little bit more complex. But like, that's actually like I will use like a like a like a topped bagel um, for something that isn't just eating it with butter. Because like at that point, you've kind of already like adulterated the experience for me. Right, yeah. like, um, at that point, like you know, might as well throw an egg on it or something, which is also very good. It's just kind of like not, like that is a different thing that I want than just a plain bagel with butter. Which yeah, is just... see, I think the thing is, is that I want to kind of like keep a certain equilibrium of like flavors, right? So when it's just butter, it's okay to have a topped bagel, right? But if I'm moving up to cream cheese, I probably want to bump that down to plain. Or if I'm moving up to you know, like Taylor Handmade cheese. I want to move that down to plain so that my my flavors are like more straightforward and consistent. See, for for, for me, cream cheese always seems most at home on a cinnamon raisin. Um, really, I think that's, that, weird. that's like a very specific thing. I, I think it's because there's like a sweetness there. It's almost like a yeah. dessert rather than like a than like a like a savory product, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I typically just don't. I don't like normal cre- cream cheese. Um, just plain cream cheese, I think, is kind of gross. Uh, which is part gross. of what like. You know the Einstein brothers of the world sort of like fills right. It's like it lets me get garlic and herb, which I think is you know, it's amazing how much a little thing will make that cream cheese better for me. Like onion and chive or garlic and herb, whatever. See, I I love cream cheese. Like, like I, I I I should I shouldn't admit this, but I have I have eaten whipped cream cheese out of a tub with a spoon. Oh um, my god! <laughs> you should not have admitted that. <laughs> uh, it's okay. Um, I forgive you for, uh, your, for your crimes against food. I, I love cream cheese, man. I mean, okay. I also, I mean, it's it's like kind of in the same family of like mascarpone, ricotta. Yeah, oh, mascarpone. Right? Yeah, yeah. mascarpone goes in um, uh, our uh, our stuffed shells. Um, ooh, ooh, that's part good. of what makes it like it's mascarpone, uh, ricotta, mozzarella. What's the fourth one? There's a fourth one. Parmesan, uh, right? Yeah, parmesan. yeah, yeah. That so that, those are the four for the for the stuffed shells uh, recipe. That sounds excellent, but we're running over time. We are running over time. Listen, it's just, you know, after 200 episodes, 225 whatever episodes of doing this food podcast, my love of food continues uh, unabated, and we just can't shut up about it, I guess. Grows evermore. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Well, if you'd like to reach out to us and uh, and tell us what what you think about pizza or any of the other things we talk about on this podcast, uh, you can reach us at some dirt play games gmail.com or podcast at some dirt play games.com uh real error there me registering the wrong email address uh for that but yeah, what, a, for- <laughs> yeah what a bummer dude but listen we're committed to we're committed to it now yeah um rate and review us on itunes uh uh 
share it with your friends if you enjoyed this episode or any of our other episodes. Uh, I think it's everything I had. But do you have anything else you want to promote? I have nothing else I'm looking to promote. In that case, until next time, dear listeners. Until next time, loyal listeners.